Alright, everybody, welcome to another episode of Check Your Six. I'm Warlock Recall, your host, and this is my co-host once again, SyntaxGG on Twitter, or just Syntax for short. How's it going, man? Hey, everyone. Hey, hey, Joe. Uh, pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's been a pretty eventful week for myself. What have you, what have you been up to? Uh, work and digesting all this awesome data that CR6 is pumping out because they they're still working on the data on their website and getting that getting that accessible to everyone. But shout out to their admin Tango Mango Down for giving me a whole bunch of spreadsheets ahead and even doing some uh, crunching just to get me something so that we can talk about that tonight. So we've got all of the matchup history of what's happened the last two weeks, and we've got next week's schedule of who's playing who so we've called out or i called out the two and oh matches between two undefeated teams at this point there's some surprises here that from last season i honestly didn't think we'd see these names amongst some of these other names so that's exciting and we've got all the acronyms all the school names all the schools all digestible so we can find out who the hell is playing each other and it's a wonderful place to be tonight with cr6 and cea also very much in the same boat where we know how the matches went from last week and who they're playing next week and we've got a little bit of insider scoop on some data coming so we've got lot to talk about i think we have what i say 18 matches to talk about specifically just between cea and cr6 coming up that's nothing to do with the history of how these teams got there and how they're 2-0 or anything like that so plenty plenty to talk about and lots of new names lots of new schools that we we didn't get a chance to talk about before so we'll go over some of that but uh wanted to see how pro league is going i know you, you mentioned a little twitter drama and everything but otherwise it seems like pro league is going well kind of as expected i haven't heard of too many shakeups in north america um no not really uh, there was one match let me see if i can pull it up here um there was one match that I was kind of disappointed in, but also at the same time I wasn't really surprised was the DG versus SSG match. Um, yeah. They played on Cafe and Villa. Um, Villa is is a very strong map for SSG, and then Cafe is a very strong map for Dark Zero, which honestly surprises me because ssg kind of swept him swept up the floor with with dz on cafe and seven three mm -hmm. and then um on villa um space station one seven five which is, isn't really a surprise there because ssg's always been very strong on villa but right to see dz get uh two owed by ssg was um it was surprising to me but at the same time um like Recently, a lot of organizations. Sorry, I may go on a tangent here. Please, uh, that's what we're here a lot for. Of or, a lot of organizations recently have been um, focused less on building their team as a team and more so as trying to put out a bunch of con or like meaningless and trivial content on Twitter, right? Gotcha. Uh, and that's and that's really kind of rubbing me the wrong way because um you know i a lot of the like i don't know how to explain it really well but you know if you've got all this time to create all this content and like you know these organizations are putting you know all this money into to hiring content teams and right. you know, all this stuff it's like bro, why are you waiting you know siege already in itself is is a very it's i mean it's getting there but it's not it's not incredibly profitable right so if this is your if this is if this game is your only source of income at the moment so if you're a new, a new org uh new to esports and you're only in siege maybe you should be spending your money on building your team rather than building your brand now i understand yep. that building your brand is essential to building your team at the same time but nobody's going to want to buy your brand if you're not winning yeah I mean, it, it goes back so, to like talking to like Disrupt Gaming last week. They built up their infrastructure before they went after more teams, but they still went after good players and they signed good players from the beginning. 
Yeah, right. And um, as of right now, uh, especially in like Dark Zero, uh, I'm going to say it, and a lot of people may disagree with me, but there's only one consistent player on Dark Zero right now. And as and I I would I would probably go as far as to say that this this person is carrying their team and holding them where they are. Because if they didn't have this player, they would not be in the standing that they are currently. And that and that player is hyper. Hmm. Um, and I think everyone would agree with me that Hyper is just an insane player. And, oh, absolutely. And he is, he is consistently shown up and he has performed almost every match. And a lot of the, now the other players, they're really good players and I respect the hell out of all of them, but they're not, they're not as consistent as Hyper is. Yeah. You I know, mean, it's, it's, it's it's a hit or a miss with a lot of these players uh, on the team. Like either they do really well or they don't. But Hyper's consistently doing well in almost all mm -hmm. his matches. And um, I mean, when you like you, when you look at the SSG Dark Zero matchup where Dark Zero lost to nothing, like when you look at the rating of the players even on Dark Zero, Skies one point zero one, Hyper point nine three, Hot and Cold point nine two, Eclipse point nine. And even Mint at a point seven three, like yeah, you're starting to get down there with Mint's rating in that in that setup, but that's not a bad performance by the team at all. But it's going to be the little things that are going to be the big differentiator in a matchup between the heavyweights of North America. Like mm -hmm. and it was just it's the difference of a couple of rounds that switched these stats around. It was what was it? You said seven two and seven three? Uh seven five and seven three uh five seven three seven five uh mm -hmm. so i mean like it performance wise they were close but I, i'm sure if you watch those vods especially from hyper's perspective you'll be able to see those little things that he was doing more so than his co uh his teammates yeah exactly and um and also from my perspective like there's some teams in the scene right now that are doing extremely well because they're focused on the team and they're not focused on putting out content and a big player in that category is TSM. Hmm. I I mean, I see the occasional meme come out of TSM every once sure. in a while, but you you don't see them, you know, all, all you don't see them all just memeing it up on Twitter. Um, like the other organizations, TSM is there. They're there to to work hard, and they're there to win, and it's showing. Mm. Um, SSG, it's a different story. They're they're the exception in this because SSG is in every single game, almost. They're in a they're, lot of games, and they they were known for their content even before mm -hmm. they were really known as a highly competitive team. Yeah, they were SSG. Like SSG. Yeah, yeah, they're the exception to this rule that I'm saying. You know, they're they have a bunch of money they can afford to, to, to put out a bunch of content um, and they can back it up too. They've got really good teams. So, um, but the players on the team as well, um, you don't hear much out of the players probably because Canadian is probably has them on a tight leash, you know, with social media presence and everything. Yep. And I, I honestly, I respect that. You know, if oh, yeah. I was the leader, if I was the leader of a, one of these teams, I would probably tell them to stay off Twitter as much as possible, to stay off social media, um, because you as a player are representing an, or, an organization, and you don't need to be going on Twitter and, and showing your ass. You right. Know? No, I, I and mean, I imagine Lycan that plays a big role in that as well. Just yeah. being the, like the head coach is like, he's he's going to be the one saying, "Go to bed, guys." <laughs> Exactly, and I mean, yeah. Can Canadian might be doing the same thing, but like Lycan is going to be that end all hammer fist. Like, we're we're doing it this way, guys. Yeah. Well, that's that's too bad to hear that we're we're getting into. Well, hopefully, we're not getting into Overwatch League territory with the the Twitter memes and everything between these groups. And yeah, I, I would hate to see that kind of flavor fall onto the Rainbow Six Siege because I, I look at it as a higher competitive quality and I, I i just don't want the drama to get mixed up you see enough of it from traditional sports and it's it's just not worth it it doesn't generate goodwill or good competitive spirit 
Yeah, maybe I'm just being over dramatic. Maybe this is just a fad and everything, you know, they'll go back to being teams, but right. that's just kind of, that's just what I'm seeing, what I've been seeing over the past, you know, six, seven months. Right. Well, I guess with that, we can swap over to Collegiate where things are definitely competitive and spicy with just how many teams we're talking about. And I can almost guarantee you none of them are making content on Twitter because they're college students and their clubs or varsity teams need to uh, start getting on that, though. But here, let's swap over to what we've got from CR6. Now, this is the divisional standings of the Northern Division, one of five divisions we've got in CR6. And you can see that there is a huge list of teams here. And you'll also notice the red and blue or the blue and orange coloring. Blue coloring indicates that they are going to go into the premier premier playoffs and the orange is going to be that they're going into the open playoffs so you have your upper division your lower division and depending on how the playoffs are going to be made up uh, or how they finalize everything I think they're still splitting like they did last season I'll need to double check that but the fact is that we've got what is it first through eighth in uh, the premier then ninth through 16th in open league and then everybody else falls off they're done and i believe this is a five-week season so so that we can get right into playoffs and so it's going to be you have to be game on from the beginning and a lot of these teams that are even one and one they're going to be struggling to maintain being in the open playoffs let alone being able to find a way into the premier playoffs so that's going to be some exciting chases going on we'll be able to try track all of these teams and their progress going on so looking at this list in first place in northern division we have st Clair east st Clair saints now they are a hugely supported school and i've talked to them before on my other podcast and last year they were starting to get into rainbow six and i remember them kind of hanging out in some of the open invite leagues and like in cea and everything so i knew that they existed i didn't know that they were going to be coming out swinging this season like a round differential of 18 after and going to and oh like that's those were numbers that we were seeing from akron which by the way bottom of the premier league qualifying teams right now it's still two and oh only a round differential of six though underneath university of montreal uh sunjay which i southern university of uh, no i don't i'm going to make up knowing what that acronym is because i can look it up i will look that up in a second though but then Which we division? also uh northern northern division so you got okay. sunjay i'll look up that acronym in just a moment uh new jersey institute of technology highlanders with a round differential of 11 boston university Alfred State Esports. Now, Alfred State Esports is another school that has a really great story to them. They have what others in the in the collegiate space have called a golden child. Like this this guy found a few other people who really wanted to do this, but he was just all in on creating esports on campus. And within two years, they already have a competitive team ranking in multiple games. And so to see them swinging into Rainbow Six makes me hugely excited about where that club is going to go. So, I mean, the fact that Alfred State is just underneath St. Clair with a round differential of 16 means that this group is going to be disgusting as we get into our matchups this week, which we will do. We'll swing, swing into that real quick as soon as I look up who Sanjay is. And I'm probably murdering that. So if you are a school who doesn't want me murdering your acronym, tell me how to say it. You can hit me on Twitter at Warlocker Call. Uh, that's Stockton, just listed as Stockton. So Stockton University of New Jersey, I'm guessing by the uh, acronym. I'll swing at that one. But uh, so between New Jersey Institute of Technology and uh, Stockton like those were two names that were just not in the running last season not that I, I I can fully recall but I recognized NJIT and they they showed some promise I believe and they were making moves but I think they fell out of premier playoffs and they were mostly open division and 
but here they are, 2-0, and and their opponent is stocked in this in this week. So newcomers to that upper crust and giving an opportunity to really prove their worth coming in. So that'll be an interesting matchup because uh, I'm just not super familiar with them or their teams, so there's a lot going on with them. Boston University versus uh, Akron is going to be another good one. So that was third place versus ninth place or eighth place seventh place seventh place so we have seven teams at two and oh in that division just based off of the number of teams that we have or maybe a school dropped out it's hard to say but akron is akron i i talked to who's going to be our guest this week uh c jomo um from elon university who's caught up in some school stuff so i see you guy do your work you're doing the right thing uh but he was saying that Akron may even be better than last year, which is crazy to think. So it's, I want to dig in a little bit of that with him next week when he's on the show or when he's able to make it. So we'll have to dig into that secret behind Akron because they are still that team to beat, given that they won, I believe, two of the three leagues last season. They won all or that was last spring and then all three of the leagues in the fall of last year so they're still very much a team to watch to see if they have that consistency behind them uh, so they claim they're a better team than last year c jomo from elon university is saying that akron is better so it's not even akron just like blowing their own horn it's, it's someone, someone else. else it's someone else which is just really cool to hear other teams building each other up i wonder uh, if they replaced a replace any players or uh yeah that's a great question all digging it digging into rosters is that next step i never got that chance to make that mega spreadsheet i talked about at the end of last season just all the turmoil that happened over the summer and everything there was just not enough data not enough time uh to put that together but we will have our ultimate roster shakedown at some point and we'll be able to track year to year so That'll be great to, and maybe I'll just plant that seed in Tango Mango down, and just be like, "Hey, let's start, let's start talking roster shuffles and see how that goes year to year." Uh, let's see. Uh, Alfred State Esports is going to be playing University of Montreal, and that is what is that? That's second versus sixth. So, I mean, still 2-0, and round differential 16 versus 7. Montreal was a beast last year. And I believe, I want to say that they won one of the Summer Leagues. I can't remember off the top of my head. So, Summer League being what Summer League is, the fact that they still had a competitive team come out and win it against whatever whoever else was competing, that's still something mm-hmm. that they can hang their hats on. So, I mean, still, some great matchups. Uh one thing to call out is that St. Clair gets a little bit very tiny reprieve in that they're the only 2-0 team in the entire league to be playing a 1-1 team for week 3 they'll be playing Marietta uh, Marietta College uh, Blue so I want to say that's the the A team for Marietta, uh, the Marietta College and not to like not to sleep on Marietta because they may be one and one, but they still have a round differential of fifteen, so they still kept their they kept their loss very close, and they won very handedly. So that means a lot when you compare that. Th- only three schools in the top the only the top three schools in the same division have an equal or higher round differential. St. Clair, Alfred, and Boston University, and then Marietta with round differential of 15, which also means that Virginia Tech, just underneath them with a round differential of 12, is right up there with New Jersey Institute of Technology. So one and one, round differential of 12. We have so much competition in these top 16 schools that I would say, I would say probably only i would say the majority of them will be the ones that we see going into playoffs i have a hard like i could see i want to say northeastern is probably going to be the bottom of i could see them falling to the bottom of open league right now and so they're they're fourth fifth fourth into open league qualifications so they're in the middle of the pack 
of that second layer within the division. Only only ahead of Cutstown, Golden Bears, GT White, and University of Kentucky Blue. And those teams, that's that's just when we start seeing that round differential really fall off. So it's 11, 9, 8, 3. So, and after that, it's like one other team at three positive, and then it's just straight into the negatives. Anyone who's running negative at this point, I think that they're going to have a hard time finding a groove and finding a way into any of the playoffs. I, unless they really turn it around or they... Like if they unfortunately had to forfeit a match or if they had some students who weren't able to play, I know that's actually going to be haunting Elon this week with two of their main players out, uh, one losing their GPU, rest in peace, and <laughs> and the other one just having other obligations. So uh, it's, it's unfortunate that that's going to happen to Elon this week, but we can't account for all of that in all the stories for all of the matches. So when we start looking at this, maybe some of the, any of these one and one teams, even with a negative round differential, maybe they'll be able to pull it out and come back into, um, into qualifying for the playoffs. And I think that's their main hope is just qualifying into open. But I mean, some of these teams, which no, no disrespect to any of them for coming out and participating, but when you have a round differential of minus 33, <laughs> or, or minus 22 it, it's it's going to be real hard for yourself for yourself to prove yourself over the next three weeks ish so yeah that's, I mean, it's going to be a little tricky if you got, if you got a, a round differential negative 33 i don't know maybe they just played some really good teams that they weren't ready for or maybe they're just playing to have fun which also yeah. is that's perfectly fine totally fine which and so i mean that's enough to say about the north um northern division we should probably move on to another one but boston university versus akron i know more about akron and with a vote of confidence behind them i'm going to have to put a vote towards akron njit versus stockton again two unknowns coming in i'm hoping that that match gets streamed or if i can find a vod i'll watch that one uh alfred and uh alfred state and montreal that's going to be a huge banger uh, that's going to be swinging for the fences, I believe. So if, if you want a highly competitive match and you want to see two teams who really want to go at it, that's going to be a matchup for sure to look at. And now, what's our next division? Our next division is the Southern Division. Bring up those matches. All right, here we go. And I'll switch over to the standings for you all to see. Boom, transitions. It's almost like I had extra time to prepare for this. Um, <laughs> so at the top of the Southern Division, we have the USF Bulls, Ohio State Gray, Texas Tech University, Florida Polytechnic University Varsity, Georgia Tech Gold, MSU Michigan State University Green, uh, Kennesaw Gold, Kennesaw State University Gold, uh, all 2-0, and and when you look at the top three of that round differential 22 round differential 20 round differential 20 that's a scary top three to be looking at even after just a couple of rounds but then shortly after that 18 18 16 that's going to be a tough top set to break into like Kennesaw with your round differential seven you're going to have to have a couple blowout games but seeing as they're going to be playing one of the other teams there it's it's time to like really pony up and be able to compete to against some of these other teams because they are coming out thrashing people so i feel bad for some of these teams having to come into them but uh it's also a really exciting division because a lot of these teams that are currently qualifying for the open playoffs not have not heard a lot from them so like virginia tech kind of been hanging out in the middle falling down a little i want to say kind of lower part of the middle of the pack so seeing them leading the way exciting uh university of central florida knights okay they've been around they've been doing well maybe not so strong right now but you know they they could turn that around that's they're not so far behind kennesaw or virginia tech that they can't try and crack that last spot into the premier playoffs but if they want that premier playoffs they're going to also have to kind of level up considerably to compete with the way that some of those premier teams are playing right now 
some of the other teams that round out the open qualifiers right now Gamecock Esports, Michigan Esports Maze, University of Toledo, uh, BGSU, forgot to look that one up, but then University of Kentucky as well, with qualifying for open playoffs with a negative one round differential. So we have a huge spread in this one as compared to the Northern Division, where we have a pretty smooth transition of round differential all the way through the top qualifying teams and then we get into the negatives afterwards here we're getting extreme highs and really low lows and not much any not much in the middle it's not much of a bell curve by any means it's a pretty soft one with some jagged edges so we have schools that are not competing as well as the history would have proven the or would have said that they should have university of georgia uh red negative six round differential one and one okay so they've pulled it out but then they got stomped so they played a better team this time around not impossible but it's definitely going to set them back coming into the next week uh unfortunately elon is down here as well i i you know i'll, I'll go off on a little tangent here we've got uh, full sale armada competing and i want to say that they competed last year as well but again this is one of those schools that's highly invested into esports you should see their arena that they have down there the program that they have the program lead down there very active in the community and yet i have not seen really full sales competitive edge or competitive nature really show i haven't followed them too closely with other games but I'm really looking to see Full Sail make a push, just kind of like Mary, like you would expect Maryville to be competing in more games more often and being those heavy hitters that people want to see, not just for like games like League of Legends. So that's that's kind of the fall off with the Southern teams and like those. Unfortunately, even understanding that there are teams that I was expecting to do better and some of these other teams coming in and just not knowing who they are, but they're already putting on a better show. Like there's there's up-and-comers it's really exciting to see that the the dissolution of crsl over the summer and the announcement of face it hasn't deterred teams but it seems like we're seeing more teams and kudos to cr6 for promoting and showing off these additional teams and how many teams are competing because getting their names out there and having people share that is hugely beneficial to everyone so if I critique harshly, I'm just going off of what I see. It's not because I hate your schools. It's not because I'm jealous and that I didn't get to play college esports or anything. It's just I, I got, I'm going with what I got, you know? You see any teams on here that you're interested in, excited about, confused by? Um, I don't think so. Uh, the... Who, do you happen to know who the Cajuns are? That is... Uh, is that Louisiana? I yes. feel like that's... Okay. So BGSU is Bowling Green State University. So that's that one is familiar from other sports. Uh, let's see. Cajuns. Cajuns is University of Louisiana Lafayette. Okay. Um, not surprised in the Mountain Pacific... Um, well, actually, I am. Um, I'm surprised that uh, Black hasn't isn't done better. Yeah, they they're two zero, but I'm surprised that the round differential is so low. But also, didn't they replace a bunch of their team members? Wasn't that we had on one of our first episodes? Uh, that was. They no, we had like we had Col uh, Colorado Colorado Boulder Black. They replaced three yeah. of their members. Uh, yeah, that's what. Yeah. yeah, black yeah. black plays three of their members. Okay, so they're they still won two zero with a round differential of nine. UCSD they're they're still holding their name up there at two zero with a round differential of twenty four. Um, that's impressive. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is over in the mountain mountain Pacific division for anybody who's uh who missed yes. that transition like I did. <laughs> Yes, Mountain Pacific. Sorry, I thought I thought I said that. I guess I didn't. Um, for let's switch to Gulf Coast Division. Yep. Uh, U UWW Esports. Do you happen to know that? Let's look that up. I believe that is University of Wisconsin Wesleyan. 
let's see, make sure I got that one. Uh, University of Wisconsin Whitewater. Okay. Um, and Amy Whitewater's Marie. Whitewater's been around for a while too. So they've they've got and the, it's their JV team. Think about that. In the Gulf Coast Division, the JV team is oh, yeah. qualifying for the Premier. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That, we've we've not right. seen a JV team qualifying for Premier. I don't think. That's true. That, beg, that that begs another question: Is where's their varsity team? Their Are they varsity in- is Wisconsin Madison Esports Red, which is what division are they in? Oh, they're Madison Esports Red. Yep. That's the yep. varsity version of UWWJV. Yep. Okay. Where's, where's Madison? Madison? I saw them earlier. I Madison White. I see Madison Black. I don't see Madison Red. So they could this, not uh, even qualified. Madison Red, Wisconsin Red, Whisk Red. Let me look up Whisk. Is Whisk on here? Oh, come on, they got to be on. They're uh, they're on the list. I got them on the list. We're we're doing just fine. Uh, or or UW Dub is uh, the varsity squad. It looks like so UW Dub. Or, yeah. yeah, just UW-Dub. So where is, where is that? Red is in the other division. Yeah, I'm trying to find the other division. Why would they be in a different division? I don't know. I saw that with another team. They might have just done that to break up teams. Uh, yeah, so UW-Dub. Okay. okay, so UW-Dub is in Midwest. And, yeah, so uh, Tango Mango Down is actually in chat. So thanks for your coming out and listening to us. He's providing us with uh, varsity GAVs and C teams are split so that the varsities don't play the junior varsity teams, which totally makes sense from a trying to keep the competitive uh, integrity intact. So UW Dub is actually sitting one and one in the Midwest division, which is outside of qualifying for playoffs right now. Oh, okay. I see them. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, okay. So is that so? Tango Mango, if you're still in chat. So on these standings, the the teams that are highlighted blue and the teams that are highlighted orange are those the teams that qualified? Is that what the color schemes mean? Yeah, that's we found that uh, just before we went on. That's what the. Let's see if okay, I can. Okay, I, I guess I missed that. Yeah. So the blue is the ones who qualify for premiere the orange is who qualifies for open gotcha okay if the season if the season ended today uh, that's that's a good qualifier from tango mega if the season ended today those would be your qualifying teams gotcha okay makes more sense but uh and maroon i'm gonna need y'all to uh to step it up here and get that round differential up because y'all don't need to be letting texas tech beat y'all like that yeah right. I mean, what was so it? just I mean... letting y'all, <laughs> just giving y'all, giving y'all some hard to swallow pills here. You'll need it. You're gonna have to quit and an uninstall if Texas Tech beats y'all. Just, just throwing it out there. Ain't it big upset win over Mississippi State? Well, hey, there you go. Okay. Oh, okay. Good. Good. <laughs> Mississippi State doesn't need to be winning. You want to keep that Texas Tech boys aren't playing around this semester. No, apparently not. I mean, I I will profess my undying fear of esports coming out of Texas, especially in collegiate. So this does not surprise me at all that we have Texas Tech, Longhorn, and A and M in the t- qualifying at the moment for Premier. But the South in general is just scary, like Mississippi State, Louisiana. Um, Oklahoma State apparently they're coming out swinging too so now it's kind of growing northward so you got Oklahoma in on it now Arizona State has been known to pull a trigger every now and then uh, so I mean shoot we, we've got yeah uh, just like homie Migs in chat is saying Oklahoma State is a sleeper 100% 100% I'll say the same thing about Oregon State as well Oregon State came out of nowhere last season 
and so we've got them to look forward to where are where is Oregon State Oregon State uh, Oregon State black uh, in the Mountain Pacific division one and one round differential two they are at the moment qualifying for open I think that they could pull that out and start climbing up like they were going to have some serious challengers though Cal Poly Pomona UCI white University of British Columbia gold CU Boulder gold so not CU Boulder black so um, second varsity or JV team so from CU Boulder so there's a JV another JV team that's performing really well CUSULB is on top is on top of the open division qualifiers right now for Mountain Pacific so Oregon State actually has a really huge hill to climb and it's going to be one for them to really plant a flag on how far they want to go into the spring because if they can show off well here I think it's going to propel them into the spring because they'll have taken on some mountains to prove themselves already and so just using this fall season to really cement themselves together as a squad will be huge because CU Boulder Black is in the premiere Colorado Frost is in the premiere uh, UC Santa Barbara Ocean is in the premiere Boise State, another team that has been wanting to be competitive, and they've suddenly just burst into the scene. So let's see if they can keep that momentum going. Uh, and then Cal Esports, of course, they're there. Then University of California, San Diego, up there at 2-0 with round differential 24. Like, we've got, we've got so many good teams. The playoffs are going to be absolutely nuts when we think about this. So... I mean, I mean, we can go through more of this, but like we've gone through a lot of the matchups or a lot of the state of things right now. But let me pull over and pull up the matchups going on uh, this week for the two and O matches because there's still a lot of them to go through, and we're still. I feel like we're still sorting out where the next good matchups are going to be, and going off of two matches we're starting to see consistency we haven't seen a pattern though so we'll have to see who's really cemented themselves and who has just bested their early opponents and not been maybe been more on that lucky better lucky than good side of things so going 2 and 0 we are we've got yeah so 2 and 0 we've got Michigan State University Green versus Florida Polytechnic University varsity uh i know way more about Florida than i do uh, Michigan, but I know I—I I mean, it's Michigan. Michigan is highly competitive in all of their traditional sports. I'm not surprised to see them coming on. I've seen them perform well in other esports too, so this makes sense for them to be here. But Florida Polytechnic is also a bit of an animal in themselves. So when we look at that division, that is Midwest, I think. Nope. That's not them. Not the South. Boy, I cannot find where I want to look. <laughs> How did I miss them? Sorry, there is so many screens to go. Okay, here we go. Southern Division. Oddly. Southern Division. How does that work? Oh well. It works. So, uh, Michigan. Michigan, who is it? Michigan versus FPU. Yeah, I, I still got to go FPU. So Michigan is seventh. Uh, FPU is fourth. Round differential of 18 versus 16. It's going to be tight. It's going to be really tight. So that's going to be a good one to watch uh, if their previous history holds up for this week as well. Texas Tech or Tennessee Tech. Uh, University Gold versus Georgia Tech Gold, two and O's. I honestly don't know much about Tennessee Tech and Georgia Tech, so we'll have to see how those go. Uh, but those are two new new teams that I'm aware of to the competitive scene. So, or maybe they've just middle of the been middle of the pack, but here they are rising very quickly. Round differential of 20 for te Tennessee Tech, 18 for Georgia Tech. That's it's going to be a good one. It'll it's a coin toss. So. Uh, that's going to be a great one. USF Bowls versus Kennesaw State. Kennesaw last season was wonderful to watch and see them go through. So see them being 2-0 right now is uh, great to see that level of consistency from them. 
USF. Who is that? I'm guessing Southern Florida, but hey, University of South Florida. I was right. There we go. So South Florida, another Florida school. And if those Florida schools were scrimming each other and really building up their state universities so that they can come out swinging, like University of Central Florida has been a beast for a number of years already. So if they are con connecting with the other Florida schools and can help build up that scene, you might see that southern domination spread all the way out to the east coast and then florida can start taking eastern divisions as that goes so that's kind of an interesting win by proxy well oh. i mean while while south florida is a is a different school than central florida mm -hmm. i mean um yeah they could be scrimming each other now building each other up it's debatable because that's still competition right fair um, you know, when I was, you know, when I was playing for A&M, you know, we, we'd scrim, uh, um, who did we scrim? We, we scrimmed, uh, tech, we scrimmed, you know, the other Texas teams, you know, UT, but we didn't really build each other up because, you know, we're still, com we're still a competition, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we, we still stuck to as scrim partners, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on them, like trying to reinforce each other. See, I'm waiting for state rivalry matches. Like, this is going to be like a Texas versus California or a Texas versus Florida type thing. Like, between your history with CSULB and UCI or, or UCI just being like a team that a school that everyone wants to beat given the amount of support that their school gets like this is where like I see those state loyalties starting to come in battle like actual battles for state kind of like crew battles almost you could stage if you really wanted to go that far but yeah i i just would have thought like nearby schools because like uh when i was out in boston and interviewing northeastern like they were talking about how at least their smash clubs and now fgc is very different but they were going around saying how they scrim and play around uh, with each other because the, that's their tight-knit community to go th go through and to build up and make sure everyone's getting better when they go to the big events. Now, if we're doing Rainbow Six instead, we can be seeing these teams to be playing each other's offsite or off off season, scrimming each other, making sure that they're playing competitively, sharing what they know about other state schools, so that when they get down to battle between the two of them, they know what they're going in at, and they can go heads clear. They know exactly what to expect and maybe even start pulling out some weird cheese strategies that they know that the other teams are going to play for. So I, I don't know. I th for me, it creates an interesting dialogue about how these neighboring schools who are actually close to each other could be benefiting from each other and how that could play a, a role in how the leagues play out. Um, I'm, I'm going to West Coast teams to beat, let's see, West Coast teams to beat Oregon State, boys and CSU, LB. Who would that be, homie Migs? Let me know. I'm curious. Uh, other matchups to go through. We've got esports at Iowa versus University of Central Missouri esports. I, I know Iowa's been around for a while. I have no idea about Central Missouri. Uh, they're both 2 0. It's surprising as hell to see so many new names coming in uh, and being able to be 2 0 against some of the very talented teams that we've seen. And they, like one of the biggest things like we were just talking about a little bit ago is not knowing how rosters have changed and so getting that history and being able to represent that would be huge and be able to talk towards that um we've got SEMO Black who is SEMO Southern Southeast Missouri State uh so we got them versus Purdue Gold Purdue they've I, I want to say that they've under, been underwhelming uh, in years prior, so to see them up here, cool. Nice to see them coming up. Sema Black also seems familiar. I want to see say I've seen them in other open, uh, open league qual uh, sections, not like the premier stuff, but they've been around. But two and zero, we we're starting to see some new blood come into these colleges because I mean this is the third year that we've uh, I've covered collegiate and second year with you syntax so we're starting to see new blood come into these rosters and seeing what these schools are also doing and to support their schools so um, so
so yeah, I mean, just great matchups coming up. We've got University of Minnesota Gold versus Illinois State. I have to give it to Illinois State. They've been just brutal to other opponents in years prior. So I think that they're ones who have built a sense of consistency, and they probably have a depth in rosters between JV um, that they're probably going to be healthy for a good number of years. Last two and O squads, or actually, sorry, second to last two and O squads, Texas Tech versus A&M Maroon this week. I think we know who you're going for. Uh, I mean, Texas Tech just seems like big bullies right now, so I, I kind of have to go with them with the round differential score. Just they're they're messing people up left and right. They haven't played A&M yet. They about they they about to get bullied. Well, if I recall from last season, A&M had a hard time uh, playing against themselves for a little bit, and then they kind of turned it around. So hey, maybe they ironed up. We don't talk about this. <laughs> we don't talk about it. Oh, and Homie makes... They pull with Cinderella two weeks in a row? Dog, you underestimating A&M. Homie makes calling, got, calling got, out A&M. I, I got full faith. Uh, please, Homie please Biggs was me. also calling out Oregon State, Boise, and CSULB as the best West Coast uh, teams who could probably beat uh, FIU and UCF. So Oregon State, Boise State, and CSULB. I I want to I want to agree with you on Oregon State. Uh, Boise is too new for me. CSULB a little over underwhelming last week. So uh, or maybe it was the week prior, but. Uh, I'm looking forward to being proven wrong. Uh, so we got that going on. Uh, Longhorn Gaming versus the Whitewater JV squad. That's going to be interesting because Longhorn was up there last season in that death group in CRSL, and they held their own for a very long time. And Whitewater, the fact that Whitewater has two squads and their JV squad is pulling their own weight is damn impressive against some of these other teams so that will be a matchup to watch i'm excited for jv squads to be pulling up and being able to throw some competition towards the varsity squads even if they are in different divisions last but not least oklahoma state orange versus the university of louisiana lafayette cajuns cajuns louisiana also a very highly competitive school uh oregon state the dark horse of the tournament dark horse of the season i think so i think that's where i would put them i'm excited for them excited to see them perform uh further like they have been uh last set of 2-0 matchups with colorado frost versus cu boulder black cu boulder black they came off of uh i believe they actually tied twice in cea so uh, different league different teams that they're playing against but if they're qual if they're doing a full-on draw two weeks in a row i hope that they are able to pull some some better consistency because they're 2-0 here but they're 0-0 and 2 over in cea so i wonder if there's just a little mix up in a little bit of that consistency maybe it's map choice uh or bands being played against them that kind of trip them up but uh not knowing much about Colorado Frost and their history, I still have to pull for Boulder Black just because the last two seasons they've been uh, very contentious at the tops uh, of competition. Uh, UC Santa Barbara Ocean versus Cal Esports. Uh, not familiar with either one of them. Uh, well, Cal Esports is Cal Esports. They are going to do Cal things and just kind of blow up the West Coast divisions. Uh, UC Santa Barbara, I want to say that they're new. Uh, I don't recognize the acronym, so there's a new squad to watch. Boise State, mm -hmm. they're new. Like, they've been trying to be competitive, but here they are being very competitive. It'll be great to see if they can hold their own against UC San Diego. Whew. And that's just CR6. <laughs> Too many damn matches, man, but I love it. I wish I could watch more. So many schools. So, so many, many schools. So little time. Uh, let's see. CEA. We're going to shift gears over here. Uh, last week we had... Uh, so 
great thing about this is that there are only 12 teams in CEA Invite League, so we get to focus on the individual matches, and we'll be getting the map scores going forward. I didn't get a chance to get to this week. Too much going on, but we've got CU Boulder versus MTU, uh, and I got the team lists. Where do I got the team lists? Over here. Should have created a separate window. Where is it? Find all. I'm good at this game, I swear. And of course it's not in the list, so I don't know what that's all about, but that's something to take up with them. Uh, so, in the meantime, we still got CU Boulder Black versus MTU. They drew uh, one map apiece. Wisconsin Red, so um, the Whitewater Varsity Squad, they tied against FIU, which is another big, two big clashing teams taking one off of each other, no one pulling ahead. That's exciting to think that we have that level of competition over in that in that league over in the raven shield division new york tech lost to cmu uh new york tech they uh they have a lot to prove to themselves because they they just got bodied hard uh same with uh ru or rutgers university versus um Rochester, Rochester Institute of Technology, RIT. Uh, RIT beat them. Uh, Pennsylvania State University tied against Arizona State University. So we had, that was our third tie of the six matches who went on. So high caliber of, con of competition going on. Uh, Akron was able to beat CSULB. And this is where my question of where CSULB is health-wise which maybe Homie Migs can correct me on with some insider information. But I had a lot of hopes for a good game between the two, but Akron just went out 7-3 on Clubhouse and 7-1 on Cafe, which that, that screams of Akron doing Akron things. Uh, but they just look smooth throughout their matchup. Like, and CSLB could do little to stay in their way. Uh, the, Akron was just crisp on all of their plays. Uh, two matches in and f only four matches, uh, four maps, sorry, and three of their players are at an almost uh, two kill-to-death ratio. Like, one of their... I'm at alone has dropped 40 kills, and one of their players is at a 2.0 KD ratio, and, the, and two of their other players are at, like, a 1.8. <sighs> yeah. It's just, like, you, you got cold-blooded killers on Akron right now and I, I don't know if they were just focusing on frags I don't know if they just felt like that they had the tactical hand over CSULB but whatever it was they just did everything right and CSULB could not adapt in time and like they showed a little bit of life on clubhouse but three rounds is just not going to be enough to get you anywhere if it's on one half or the other so uh unfortunate for them but Akron still just looks like they're coming out to win it all yeah as homie Mig says you, to hang with Akron you gotta limit mistakes and you can't tilt you absolutely can't tilt and after that first map it really felt like CSULB might have tilted somewhere along the way um Migs if you have any intel on Akron are they if you could describe their play style to me are they gunners or are they just like really good tacticians or are they just both? I think they're both. I mean, they were competing in Challenger. Akron, <laughs> Tango, Akron shoot shoots heads. heads. That's it. They're, but they're home, Homie says both. Tango Mango says they shoot heads. So uh, it, it could be it could be devastatingly both. I'm really curious. I'm really really curious. I I think I've maybe watched like one Akron match. I need to. Get, I want to go like legitimately watch them. If you guys have any. I have the VOD for the CSULB uh, Akron match. You have the VOD? Okay. Well, well, I don't have the VOD, but I can send you a link to the VOD. Okay. I actually really want to watch that. Okay. Uh, yeah, so we got that going on. Uh, that was last week. So three ties, two hard wins, or actually three hard wins going on. So 
when when there was wins, there was uh, there were blowouts. When there were ties, obviously it was very close, one map apiece. Uh, what the what the actual round scores were, I'd have to dig into a little bit more. Uh, moving forward to this week, we've got Pennsylvania State versus CU Boulder Black. Uh, it feels like an uphill battle for CU Boulder after two draws in this league. Uh, something needs to click in a in a short season if they want to take and if if see if CU Boulders to take rounds off of RIT's round differential lead uh, or Akron in the playoffs, they're not they're not going to be able to keep tying. They're going to have to do. What was what was my note? One to two in Raven will play each week. So yeah, so they have a little more time to set that benchmark of how they're going to perform, but they have to be able to clutch up because CSULB uh, might have lost to Akron, but they still aren't a squad to mess around with as being shown in CR6's league. Uh, then in the other league or other division, we've got RIT versus Wisconsin. Uh, they're neck and neck, even with round differential and with the and the difference in RIT's favor with a partial win over a draw. So they won one map and drew another map in their previous matchup against uh, RU, uh, Rutgers University. But then Wisconsin uh, just straight up drew. So one map apiece, and that was it. So they weren't able to um, pull out any distinct win so like this is this is as close as these two matchups are going to get same round differential only divided between a partial win and a draw so they've got they've got something to prove for themselves about who's the actual better team right here right now uh akron is going into asu and unfortunately i feel like asu is staring at zeus on top of mount olympus uh you can just expect some fucking thunderbolts to be dropped on them uh but asu can help their cases by avoiding coastline as akron has picked it twice and won it uh akron is yet to play consulate oregon theme park clubhouse or consulate the last two being banned every time so we have got to or asu has got to play around map strengths of theirs and make sure not to go to coastline this is like SSG. You don't take them to coastline. You just stop it. No. Coastline is such a trash map. <laughs> well, I mean, just, it's so trash because um, it, it's really it really rewards um, cheeky players. Uh, I don't know if I don't <laughs> know if that makes sense or not, but like, it's just the the whole map is just so open, and if mm -hmm. you're playing like against a team of gunners like you have no chance because mm -hmm. like a lot of other maps you can kind of make up uh you know make up for your lack of gun skill versus another team by just kind of doing um odd you know odd things like um, playing vertically or you know mm -hmm. holding different angles or setting traps or whatever whatever it might be but coastline is just so open like i feel like i see much, you know yeah, I feel like I see more runouts on Coastline than any other map. Like, Cubhouse has its known runouts. Like, you can expect a few here and there, and there's a couple odd ones. But Coastline, I feel like that there is just runout central. Like, it's hard to have an established defense and a, an approach when you can be run ran out on so easily and so quickly if someone's playing cheeky like you're talking about like uh, as a defender you can't you can't run around the map without someone being able to see you from the roof like mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's trash i think um they need to to redo that whole little courtyard area yeah it's just so dumb yeah i i don't know how much time i've actually spent playing in the courtyard it's just always a bad news to be around there mm -hmm. uh let's see other matchups carnegie uh, mellon uh, it seems that if they show up with a pulse, our Rutgers won't know what to do. Uh, two losses and a round differential of minus 15. There isn't much else to say. Uh, Carnegie Mellon could probably just walk all over Rutgers right now. Uh, it's and The next matchup, FIU versus New York Tech. Uh, 
this is this feels a lot like the Carnegie Mellon versus Rutgers matchup. FIU just needs to stick to their game and it should be an easy win. Like uh, New York Tech, just their round differential is abysmal. Their approach, like they they just have not been high. Uh, they haven't been competitive from what I've seen. Uh, last matchup for CEA CSULB versus MTU. I really wish I had looked that up. Uh, I swear I had notes on that. Uh, but CSULB's roster must have changed because I don't recognize this crew, crew being winless. Like they are winless in CEA uh, with a, and a round differential of minus 16. Like uh, either they had to forfeit a match or they just. They had to start some JV players for one reason or another, um, but MTU had mustered up a draw better than CSULB, so I, I don't expect this to be easy for MTU, um, but it is weighing in their favor if they can make sure that they prepare for CSULB. I mean, if they can watch the Akron uh, video, they'll know exactly what to do, basically. <laughs> Just copy it verbatim. Now, if CSULB yeah. is prepared for that, then you might have a little more of struggle, but emulating Akron is not necessarily a bad strategy at this point. Uh, so that's next. That's this week's matchups. We will have uh, stream reports for both CEA and CR6 available, so make sure you're watching their Discord channels to find out when matches are being streamed and what matches are being streamed. I will make sure to broadcast that next week as well. Uh, we are over that hour mark so i don't want to take too much longer but good lord i love being able to dive into these matchups with this data so thank you again tango mango down for providing that stuff for cr6 and cea for being so accessible with their data and letting me manipulate stuff and take it out into my own spreadsheets and start beating it up so uh really appreciate that really appreciate everyone in chat homie migs tango mango down uh, I saw a few other messages flying through, so I definitely appreciate uh, Chief Gaming 15 coming in. Uh, CJ uh, Mo, I know he ducked in for a moment while he's uh, resting with his other school obligations going on and staying up way too late, as college kids do. So uh, just want to appreciate everyone jumping into chat and helping out make yeah. this episode a great one. Uh, looking forward to the matches for sure. Yeah, Tango. Uh, thanks for providing that info, man. Uh, we really appreciate it. It makes our lives a lot easier. Uh, outside of that, uh, you will be able to catch this episode tomorrow morning. If you missed it or you're just chiming in, just catching up, I'll be publishing it tonight. It'll be available 3 a.m. PDT, so you'll be able to listen to it all uh, in its hour-long glory and listen to me spit off names and numbers and sound like I know what I'm talking about. Uh, otherwise you can reach out to me at Warlock or Call on all social media my DMs are open hit me up if you know stuff, you want to learn stuff you want to help out, whatever uh, you can also leave messages for the podcast at anchor.fm slash checkyour6 slash message like the link down below if you're watching the stream just add slash message and you'll be able to leave a message for us and we'll play it on the podcast we want to involve the community we want to involve everyone and make this podcast better uh, so that's it for me as or actually real quick one last bit face it collegiate they're starting soon we'll be able to report on them as well so we've got a third league to look forward to i was in there ask me anything uh discord chat today they are fully aware of that they are coming into a scene that is established and they really want to make sure of two things that they service the community that is here because they know that players and these schools have expectations of them and then second of all they want to make sure that it's good collegiate fun so that they are understanding of the student situation and everything so i forgot to ask uh about that one competitive clause about kicking someone out if they didn't like it uh that we talked about last week syntax i forgot to ask okay. that yeah. uh i wanted to i'll have to ask them about that another time but the the people who were doing the ask me anything were uh, really excited to see that. And as Tango Mango Down is saying, CR6, CEA, CRSL worked with Faceit to create the scene. Uh, we're excited to see their expansion and work with them. Like, 
that's the kind of hospitality and treatment we want to grow overall in all of this. And it's all just going to make esports grow at these individual schools all the more, the more we have this sense of camaraderie and helping each other out. So very much looking forward to uh, seeing what Faceit has to offer uh, with data and getting to know these teams even more so. Uh, Syntax, anything for you, sir? Um, no, nothing for me. Uh, okay. I'm gonna go watch the uh, the Akron vod and see Brad. see what the see what the hype the Akron hype is all about. Okay, you'll have to message me see what you think because I'm gonna edit this thing up and get it out. Uh, thanks again, everyone in chat. Really appreciate it, and thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast once it's available. Appreciate you all, and catch you all next week. <laughs>